Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grenfell Matters podcast for students by students. And today we are talking about mental health. I am Will Critch, and with me I have Megan Scott. So, Megan, how have you been doing this week, this weekend, lately? Well, I just got through my second round of midterms. Um, I have my third round again next week. So oh my God. this week is my one week without midterms, which I'm kind of loving right now. You know, still have labs due and assignments due, but at least I don't have to study for anything that's coming up this week. So it's like kind of like a rest period. You don't yeah. even need to study. I mean, you like, you know, got to start studying, but... Just start. Nothing due this week, which is... Love that. Yeah. How about you? How have you been doing? I've been good. I've just been like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm always either cooking or cleaning or sleeping. And then I wake up and then I do it again. And then I just try to fit in anything else I can fit in in the day. And that's been going pretty well. Um, I woke up today and now I'm doing this and I feel great. It's fast paced. I'm going home this week to visit family. That'll be nice. That'll be fun. Sleep in a nice big bed and eat some good food and just forget that I have to do anything. Oh, I am so jealous. I'm also going home this weekend, but of course I have to start studying. But I mean, also very excited to, you know, maybe get off the res mattress for a day or two. Get into my at-home bed. I actually, here's a little tip talking about mental health. These mattresses, these beds, they're not too big, they're not too long, they're not too wide, and they're not too thick. And listen, I, I could go on. And so, honestly, the best thing I could have done for my mental health this year was go to Walmart, and I spent $30 on the cheapest twin bed foam topper. The other side of it just has, like, circles and triangles and every little shape that they could think of that might provide a little bit of comfort and honestly it works like pretty well i might buy another one and double stack um but it literally changed my life and i highly recommend oh as a fifth year who like this is my fourth year in res thanks covid um i've had that like i've had a i think i have a double that i've been folding for the past few years so it's like double the amount of mattress foam and it's Amazing. Like, honestly, now that I've been, like, I'm used to my res bed now. I actually share a room when I'm at home, so living in res is actually... That's cozier. Yeah, living in res is kind of like a treat for me because I have my own space, which is really nice. So I'm pretty used to that. Not only that, this summer, I lived in a residence the entire summer because I worked at the Bombay Aquarium and Research Station, Ooh. which is, you know, newly a part of Grenfell. And shout out. Shout out. Amazing place. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so I was let, I was actually living in a res bed my entire summer, and I didn't have my mattress topper. Ooh. And let me tell you, my back felt a difference when I got back here. I love that. Now you feel so bougie. Oh, uh, it's amazing. Like, it, you, can't, you can't beat it. And I mean, here's the thing. Getting good sleep is really good for your mental health, especially as students. I know a few too many people that would rather give up a good night's sleep to cram study. Oh, yeah. And as a fifth year, um, I will say that is the worst possible thing you could do. Not a psychology student, so I definitely don't know the psychology behind this. But I remember in my first year, 
Um, I had a chemistry class with Dr. Rainer Canham, an um, amazing lecturer, amazing prof. Uh, and he, most, most science profs and most students in science, you'll hear 100% will stay up the night before to study, to cram, because you know, I gotta get in all that information. This was the first time I had a prof ever sit in front of a bunch of students and be like, don't do that. Amazing. Go to bed early, get a good night's sleep, wake up in the morning, get some food in you, get some water, and then go to your exam. Totally. I don't think I've ever heard anyone in an academic position actually sit there and be like, hey, your sleep is actually more important than studying. It's so true. As young people, we really need more sleep. We need different sleep than the people teaching us and helping us. And it more than often can just slip their mind. And I think I was always raised that there's no amount of studying at 1 a.m. that's going to make you feel more prepared than waking up and feeling awake when you go and write that exam. And I have spent a lot of times right before an exam, I spent the whole weekend studying and I still don't think I'm prepared enough, even though I might know everything in that book. And you don't know until you sit down and do that exam or write whatever you have to write, what's on it and what you know. And so it's very easy to tell yourself you don't know anything when you know the whole thing. So go to bed and eat some food and take a shower and sleep in a little and put on a cute outfit and go into that exam room and nail it because you've been studying all night and you need a break. Exactly. Your brain can only take in so much. And on top of that, our brains aren't even fully developed for the most of us um, here on campus. I mean, not a psychology student, but definitely know that my brain is not fully developed yet. I don't think it's developed until we're 25. I think so. I'm 99% sure it's 25. I'm only 22. Like, come on. Getting close, but it's still not there. Not um, yet. So here's a question, Will. What do you do every week to try to make sure that you're taking care of your mental health? Okay, something I've been doing recently is cooking. Ooh. Not even cooking, but just like last night I cut up some strawberries. Cutting up those strawberries instead of just eating them whole made me feel like a new person. I felt like I was at a restaurant. I felt so classy. I felt so fresh. Had a glass of water. I was like, who am I? But like literally doing something like that will change your night. Or it'll just make you feel better. Like, I think it's easy to be like, oh, chicken strip is nutrition. And it's like, well, there's also other things. <laughs> there's a whole pyramid, actually. And I barely touch one layer of that a week. And so I've really been trying to prep. Not even prep. I will just make a meal and then put it in Tupperware, all my leftovers. And then I just eat that the rest of the week. Like... If you just cook one meal, you'll be like, oh, wow. When you actually use ingredients, you get more food. And it tastes better. And it fills me up. And it keeps me awake. And I think that's probably the best thing I could have done all semester to make myself feel better. What about you, Meg? Okay, 100% I agree with that. As um, someone who's in their fifth year, um, I went through a wide array of how often I would cook my own meals versus how often I'd eat at the Grove, you know, depending on where I was living that year, how full my schedule was, how I personally felt mental health wise and going into a kitchen. I live in residence, so I have a shared kitchen. 
Um, I know it can be really anxiety-inducing sometimes and really scary to have to go out and cook in front of everyone. And I know for like my first year, I was pretty lucky. I knew some people on my floor. It was pretty easy to get out there and cook once or twice a day. Um, as time went on and my courses got a bit harder, I found myself eating at the Grove. But let's be real. As long as you're eating, that's all that matters. Great point. There is no such thing as good versus bad. It's food is food. As long as you're eating and you're giving yourself enough um, energy to get through the day and so that your brain's working, that is all that matters. Does cooking for yourself and making sure you're getting nutritious meals help? Yes, that is an added bonus. I mean, this year I personally have been cooking a lot more, trying to make sure I'm cooking at least in the kitchen once a day, maybe twice if I'm lucky, making sure to make leftovers so that my next day is a bit easier. Um, bringing, also like bringing leftovers to campus. Yeah. And we have so many places on campus where you can heat up a lunch or you can like toast some toast or a bagel. Like um, downstairs in the Grove, we have um, a toaster and two microwaves um the environmental um project environmental science project room that's uh just down from the first year bio lab that one also has a microwave and a toaster the fine arts uh also has a coffee closet lots of little things to give yourself a little pep through the day and the pride room also has coffee so there's always lots of little resources i find that when i'm having a bad day or if i'm just having a tired day or a busy day it's easy to be like, ugh, I cooked last night, I ate a good meal, and now I feel so bad for eating something quick. But it's like, no, you're eating. You're putting something in your body, and it's going to give you energy. Anything is better than nothing. Just have a little snack. If you feel like you're getting really tired of the book that you're reading or, or the essay you're writing, get up, have a glass of water, have a little bite to eat. Just take a minute, and sometimes that will do for you what you might think a three-hour-long nap would do. It's really easy to assume that you just need to hibernate, but sometimes you literally need to go outside for five seconds and take a breath of fresh air and eat literally like a crumb of a bagel, and you'll be a new person. 100%. <clears throat> and... I mean, I don't know as an art student. I don't know if like maybe the culture there is a bit different. Um, as a science student, it is so common for us to be like, okay, time to sit down and work for like five or six hours. And for a lot of us, it, it almost makes us feel guilty to take the time off to go cook for half an hour. Like yeah. I know personally, sometimes I fight with myself. I fight with like, you know, my little head on the inside being like, come on, you got to keep studying. You got to get more work done. Like taking that half hour to just go fry up some onions and peppers and make myself some stir fry or anything along those lines something that's actual food something that's not i can just open up from a wrapper it'll be so good for my mental health because i'm actually eating a good meal instead of something that's only going to give me energy for like 10 minutes yeah so 100 i agree with you there what i've been doing also lately is making sure that i'm taking breaks i was one of those people who would sit there and I would study for like three hours straight. Yeah. One time I studied for six hours straight and it was actually not okay. Like I did not move for six That's hours. That's not okay. Six hours I sat there studying math. Like who does that? And you probably didn't even do that good on what you were studying for because you were so tired. Actually, I will say it was a final and I did pretty decent. But, okay, well, actually... but, 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 I do know the difference now. I should not study like that. So what I do, I actually have this little timer that I have, I think it's called like the Promodone uh, timer and you can like set your own like intervals and stuff. I do Ooh. 25 minutes working, 
five minute break. Then I do that four times, and on the fourth time, I get a 15 minute break. Ooh, a reward. A little reward. So it's like making sure that I'm not sitting there and hyper focusing and making sure that I'm not going to, like, you know, just drown myself with info and drown myself in trying to constantly make sure I'm doing something. You know, you gotta take those breaks because your brain can't absorb if you're just gonna keep on throwing stuff at Literally. it. Literally. Yeah, I find that like, it's really easy to, like you said, just hyper-focus and you feel like that's kind of like getting in the zone. But then you look at what you're like doing and you're like, oh, I actually did it wrong because I was so hyper-focused that I was like just stressed out. There's actually like a lot of apps that you can download. Like there's one where like you grow a little plant and if like you don't touch your phone, it like grows really big. And then when you go on your phone, it dies. The and botanist that's, like, in me? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like... Oh, yeah, perfect for, like, an environmental science student. It, it really it gives me an emotional connection to my phone that I don't want to break, and so then I just study because I feel bad for the little plant. Um, I also find, like you said, in visual arts or fine arts, you might be in the theater, you might be in a studio space where you're not allowed to have anything but water, you might be working with ink, you might be working with in the dark room with goopy things that are not good for you no coffee i know right (laughs) it's really really easy to just be like oh i'm in the art space and i'm not leaving until i finish but it's like well you can take off the gloves you can step outside there's vending machines in the fine arts building there's lots of beautiful spaces outdoors that you can step out and walk around there's seating take a minute just take a minute take a minute take a minute um you know maybe take a two-minute break, let your brain just, like, soak in some maybe content from TikTok, from your favorite... Go on the Grenfell Campus, Campus TikTok. TikTok. And just... You know, you know, maybe watch some, watch some content from your favorite ambassadors, maybe some gravy. Yeah, you eat know, some you know, food with a side of gravy. gravy. <laughs> you know, gotta get that plug-in. You gotta get that plug-in and don't forget to unplug. Facts. Do not forget to unplug. Oh my god. I know for a fact, everyone listening gets it. Since COVID, everything is online. I bet you're listening to this podcast online right now. You're telling me you didn't get the hardcover version of this podcast? I'm listening to it in real life right now, actually. So. Me too, actually. My god. You people gotta get up to date. Unplug. After really this podcast. Long. Yeah, um, after this podcast. <laughs> Take a five-minute break, go outside, go for a walk. This campus is beautiful. I mean, or download this podcast and go for a walk on the trail just outside of campus. Beautiful, Margaret Bowwater Park. I am 100%, you know, I love going for my walk, going to find some different, like, species of fungi, some ferns, maybe some moss. We love it. Um, But, I mean, making sure you're unplugging. I mean, I, for one, got myself an iPad because, you know, if you get an iPad, you get your life together. 100%, obviously. (laughs) I mean, that's just the rule, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's working yet, but... How big is the iPad? It, oh, I just got the normal Air, so I think it's maybe like you have to get the Pro to fix your entire life. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, but, you know, capitalism. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I'm like constantly staring at a screen. The only time yeah. I'm not staring at a screen is like when I'm studying math or when I'm in a lab. Beautiful. Um, yeah. 
So taking taking that time to make sure I'm turning off my laptop and like not just picking up my phone and looking at a new screen or yeah. t- putting down my laptop and turning on my TV, like, you know, maybe instead of jumping screen to screen, I sometimes have to put them all down and just yeah. relax for a bit. Because I mean, if I'm looking on my laptop, I'm looking at work or I'm looking at schoolwork and then I pick up my phone, I'm looking at social media yeah. and like, you know, it's just a loop. It's just a loop. I'm like picking up one screen, putting it, putting it down, picking up another screen, putting it down. And it's not good for my mental health. And listen, I get it if you don't want to go out and look at trees. Like, I, I, I get it. I'm not like the, the nature granola person that I'm making myself out to be. And sometimes I will go walk to like the convenience store or I'll walk to the gas station or I'll walk to shoppers or and just buy myself a little treat or just look around or just put on a cute outfit and prance around listening to music like it doesn't always have to be like i'm gonna go out in nature and touch the grass like you can just like do whatever you want dance around your room like take a minute just like you can get in the shower and sing along to your favorite song i don't know just working is great but it also makes you very tired exactly and i know like university students all of us you know the grind it's always like, you know, I'll just, next week will be easier. Next week will be easier. Then the week comes and it's not easier. Yeah. Like we all say that. We're like, oh, I'm finally done with my really, really hard week. And then you turn the corner and it's like, oh my God, no, I just finished like five due dates. Now I have six more. And it feels like you're constantly falling behind. But like also keep in mind, the due dates aren't like end all be all. Yeah, I love reaching out to a professor and saying, hey, I need a due date extension. And luckily, a lot of the professors here on Granville Campus, I think all of them would be more than happy to provide you with the extension that you require. There's a lot of other resources outside of just that classroom with that one professor. You can reach out to the Learning Center. There's a lot of resources. You can receive accommodations for leniency with due dates, which I have personally. And it is so helpful because sometimes, yesterday I went to the library and my plan was to finish my essay and get it all done. And I went to the library and I sat down and I was just not having that day that I thought I was going to have. And my brain just was not inputting the information. And so I had to listen to myself and I left and I took the time that I needed and I requested an extension and my professor was more than happy to provide me with what I needed to get it done and I think it can be scary. I struggle with social anxiety a lot. I have a lot of very worrying thoughts all the time that are not accurate to my real life, and that can be very difficult to overcome, especially when you're in that dorm room and you have to email, or tomorrow you have to go in and talk to them before class or visit during their office hours, and it can be very intimidating in that academic space, but these are just people that want to help you. These people are passionate about the same things that you're passionate about. You're in the room with them every day. They are not really biting their teeth to get that essay in on that due date either. They have lots of things to grade. I'm sure they are more than happy to know that their students are having a good relaxing evening with them instead of working until 2 a.m. to hand in this one essay that they probably have been grading for 20 years. So... Please do not feel like you are always correct in your assessment of how scary something is going to be or how worrying it's going to be. 
I am so scared to go to class every single day. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall down, and then I'm gonna break a light bulb, and then I, they're gonna do a pop quiz, and I'm gonna get all the questions wrong. But no, that's probably not gonna happen. So just go and try your best, and if you have to leave, you can leave. You don't always need to listen to that little nagging voice in your head. The inner saboteur. The inner saboteur. Is rarely correct. Rarely. So you have to, I gave it a name. I, I name her Linda, and I say, Linda, be quiet. Linda, it's time. Yes. It's time to just be quiet today. Stop, Linda. Linda, you're wrong. Linda, just stop. So tell that Linda in your life, unless your name is Linda. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> um, sorry to all the Lindas listening. Yeah, don't actually tell the Lindas in your life that they're wrong. No, but just tell, tell the little Linda in your It can be confusing. Let's, it, you understand. Yeah, you, you get, get it. it. You get it. You get it. You get it. Um, I mean, for me personally... Um, I know a lot of people at Grenfell are also from the Southwest Coast. Um, back uh, earlier this semester, we had the hurricane that completely yeah. devastated my hometown, Port of Basque. And I know for a lot of us um, who were here, it was really hard because none of us were really home. A lot of us knew people who had lost their houses and everything. And none of us really knew how to react. It was one of those things where, I mean, it's never really happened here. Not really something people can expect. And I know... A lot of my profs, thankfully, were so understanding with um, giving extensions and just being a little bit more accommodating for like the few weeks following that. And like profs are like that regardless of the size of what's happening in your life. It can be a really small personal matter. It can be a big family problem. It can be something um, affecting your entire community. Profs understand that life happens. When they give you that syllabus, they're assuming that life is going to be amazing and things are going to go perfect and you're going to have a good semester and nothing's going to get messed up and you're not going to have any hiccups in life. Even profs have hiccups. And let's be real, if they have like 20 to 30 students in their class and 20 to 30 students are going to be passing in that assignment on a Tuesday, they're not going to have all those assignments read by the time you get to your new due date on Friday. Totally. I mean... (laughs) I can't say much about big classes. I'm currently in my upper year courses with like four people in a chemistry class and eight people in a math class. But I mean, profs are still always accommodating. And you always have to remember that this course is gonna end. Your mental health continues. Yeah. This course is gonna be over in December. This course is gonna be done. And then you're gonna regret staying up every night until 2 a.m. because now it's over and you got a good grade and even if you didn't and you have to redo it, well, you have to redo it exactly. anyway. So maybe take that, your time and... That grade will only matter for the moment you see it. Literally. Once you get this degree, no, you're not going to walk into an interview. No one's going to be like, hey... What'd you get on that math test? What'd you get in your second year of university in organic chemistry too? But they probably First will all, ask... I can't remember. <laughs> Second of all... I'm not telling anyone how I did in organic chemistry. That is... Lips are sealed. I did that course, and that is the only thing that cemented that I was getting this degree. They're definitely more likely to ask, how do you work in a stressful situation, and are you going to push yourself to the point where you can't come in for three weeks because you're hibernating? So people want to know that you can handle your work and your personal life and your mental health because if you, you can't give from an empty cup. If you if your cup is empty, you're you're just given nothing. Literally. And like I, my cu- this this empty coffee mug right now 
is giving me nothing because it is empty. She's holding an empty coffee mug. You can't see, but it's a it's a blue metal coffee mug with a clear top, and it's empty. And she just picked it up, and there's a couple whale stickers on it. And it says, education is a right, CFSNL, very important. Um, there you go. That's, that's a little audiobook description. Is there, like, is there, like, ASMR, like? Another thing for your mental health. And <laughs> now, if you want to know how to reach out for help, um, from ASMR too. Okay, I have a good segue. I have a good segue. Okay, wait. Let me. Let me. Okay. That needs to be put down now. So, I know that living in a shared space with four people in one chalet. We, um, luckily, we're all friends. We all talk about each other's lives. And when um, everything happened in Porta Basque, one of my roommates is from Porta Basque, and she had to head home as well, and it was very difficult. And she's a nursing student, and there's not a lot of leniency in nursing. It's very difficult. There's a lot of real people that you're helping that need your assistance, that you have a connection with, that you know about. And it's a lot more taxing than writing an essay sometimes can be and so when that happened I think we all made it a priority to make sure that the people around us are okay and that even though you might be in your room all day that doesn't mean that you want to be alone all day we were always inviting our friends out we we want to provide for these people that we're sharing a space with so even if that means knocking and asking if they want some of the food that you're cooking for supper or asking if they want a glass of water or whatever, I think it's very, very easy to reach out to the people that you're sharing these spaces with and connect with them on that deeper level and make sure that the people around you that may not be asking for things are receiving the things that they need. And that's something that we can all really provide very easily. And I think that it's very difficult to know exactly when to reach out to the people in your life and say, hey, I need your help, or hey, I need a minute, or I need that extension, or I need a break, or I need to go home because I'm very sad and I can't do this. I think no one should have to feel embarrassed for not completing their semester or dropping a class. There is a deadline for dropping a class without academic prejudice. That doesn't mean you can't drop that course after. You can always make something work. We have academic advisors. They're very, very knowledgeable about the things that we are not knowledgeable about. They can help you with all these numbers and dates and times, and it's very, very confusing. I think you can think that, oh, I'm confused about this and I shouldn't be, but 99% of the time, if you're confused about something, 10 other people are too. And asking that question can give everyone in your life that immense understanding of a situation that you didn't have before. So there's a lot of services. There's doorways. There's a lot of resources on campus. Um, Mostly, I just think, reach out to the people that you trust. Reach out to the people that you know care about you and that you care about because doing that is a way easier first step than finding the right phone number or finding the right email or finding the best person to go to. Reach out to the person right next to you that you're with 
and ask them to help you find that thing. Yes, I 100% agree. And on top of that, um, as students, we also have like a lot going on in our, in our own lives. And if you're in a space where you feel like you're already having a lot, it's okay to tell someone if they come to you like, hey, I can't handle this also. Hey, like totally. I can't um, take on what you're asking of me right now. I want to be there for you, but I can't. I can't be the only person here for you right now because I mentally can't take this right now. You always have to put yourself first, exactly. especially Putting... in a shared space like that. Always. Like um, I'm very lucky this year. I didn't know my roommate until I moved into residence, but me and my roommate are like best friends. We check in with each other all the time. We're always making sure that the other is doing well and making sure that we're eating and going to class and checking in with each other, making sure like, you know, on our exam weeks that we're not too stressed and that we're taking breaks. Um, and like, like you said, along with like asking for extensions, um, dropping courses, um, take an extra year. Uh, the reason I decided in second year, I was having a lot of mental health issues. I personally missed two weeks of classes due to mental health issues because I was getting myself help. I was, I took myself to the hospital because I knew that what was happening um, in my brain wasn't healthy. And it took a lot for me to do that. And it takes a lot for anyone to do that. I didn't know I was going to be in the hospital that long. And I didn't realize I was going to miss that much school. But it, worth it, <laughs> it was worth it. Um, that's what helped me start working towards getting better mental health. And I am like so far ahead of where I was then. Obviously not perfect, still student, still a human. Um, but just take and reduce course load. Like, I mean, I work two jobs. Um, obviously not full-time, part-time. We love being able to work through the school. Thanks, Learning Center and Ambassadors. <laughs> um, <laughs> but on top of that, um, I've taken reduced course loads. I don't take five courses a semester. Same. I also do labs. So um, as a science student and any science student listening, um, you understand how hard it is to try to fit labs into your schedule. Um, if you go by like hours, um, if there's course, there's years where I've taken just like a three lab courses, like I did last winter. So those three lab courses each have a three hour lab. If you go by hours in a week, that is equivalent to having six courses. Yeah. Just three lab, three lab courses is equivalent to six courses, just six lecture courses. So anyone in here who is a science student. Um, do not feel ashamed of not being able to do the five courses. Five courses are um, <laughs> hard enough when they don't have an extra lab component. Like an extra lab component for most courses feels like an extra course because you're doing the lab, which is three hours a week, plus you have to put in time for lab write-ups, which in upper year science courses is pretty common. And then you have your like math courses with weekly assignments and all that kind of stuff. Like science degrees are constant deadlines, constant like weekly assessments, weekly labs. And it's hard and it's a lot. And I'm also someone who my mental health does better when I'm a part of the community. Totally. When I'm working within the community. So I like to volunteer. I like to, I love my learning center job because I get to teach and I get to tutor. And all those things help me have a better semester. Does it make me a bit busier? Yes, but I love it. So in order to do those things, I decided to just take four, three or four courses a semester to take that reduced course load because even though I'm taking a fifth year to finish my degree, I'm so much happier while I'm doing it. 100%. It's always so much more worth it. Yep. 
plus I'm actually learning things. I'm no longer just a robot who's just like, okay, got to sit in the library and do this assignment. Got to get yeah. in the library and do this assignment. I just need to find answer after answer. Instead, I'm learning things and you I'm can understanding apply things. Yourself. Like I'm actually able to sit there and be like, okay, I have a midterm next week. Well, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to study for three or four hours today because I don't have to worry about that extra course that I have extra things yeah. to do. I definitely agree. I think like this summer, this past summer, I was probably at the worst state of my mental health that I've ever been in. And I was home every day. I didn't really, I didn't have a job. I wasn't, there weren't many people that were in town that were available to hang out. I was kind of home all day, every day, and it gets you down and you don't think that it does. And you think that you just want to stay in bed one more day. And I'm also someone that thrives when you're part of the community, but I also have anxiety and I don't necessarily think that when I'm by myself all week. I tend to just think hibernating by myself is the best way to go, but sometimes pushing yourself out of that comfort zone and getting into that community space, it may feel uncomfortable at first, but I find 90% of the time once I push myself into that space, even though I might be dreading it, it feels so good once you're there for five minutes. I started my university career as a psychology major. I did AP psychology in high school. I did great in it and I didn't really have a clear path. So I went down that road and it was great. I learned a lot and there was a lot of courses with a lot of essays and assignments and transcriptions and multiple choice tests. And it was that community and it was fast paced and it was difficult and although I thrived in that community and I did good for myself it was not right for me and I still didn't feel like I was in the right path or in the right place in my life and you don't always have to fail out of a program to drop that program you can take a minute and think okay maybe I want to do visual arts instead and that's a very big switch um but now I'm also doing four courses that are four hours long, four hour class once a week. And that's a lot. I have an art history course that's also an hour and a half. Those are long courses. I'm not doing a full course load, but it feels like a lot more work than I was doing, doing a lot of multiple choice tests and stuff. So I think as students in different programs, it's easy to think, oh, this program has it easier, or these people are are working harder, or these people are up all night while I'm not, and like whatever, it, no. Like everyone has work that they hate doing. Everybody has work that they love doing. Everybody does not want to do work. So literally, it's so easy to get on that high horse and think that either you're doing the most work in the world, or everyone around you is doing the most work in the world and you're lazy. But the truth is, we all are stressed out. Everybody that you're talking to every day is probably at the end of their rope and stressed and tired. So I think we can all connect on that a little bit more. I think if we were all a little bit more honest and said, yeah, I'm so tired today. I could barely get out of bed. I think that kind of brings down the the barriers that we all have up. Like we're not all ready for an Instagram photo right now. Even oh. if even if you are, <laughs> it's just a photo. Oh my I god, one hundred percent. Like um, 
as someone who's in science and you know the stereotypical thing is i tell people i'm in science and they're like oh my god you're so smart then i tell people i'm doing general science which is like you know three sciences at once it's you know math chem bio for me and i get the oh my gosh you're so smart you must be so intelligent oh my god i could never i'm never that smart my response always is everyone's smart in different ways literally you put me in one of those arts classes do I look like I could draw? Yes. <laughs> okay, it's Sitting funny. there with a rainbow watch and mushroom earrings asking if you know how to draw. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. I give off the vibes of an arts major. But give you a pen and paper and you will not give off that vibe anymore. No, 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 no. Like, I, in my botany lab, when I had to, like, draw, like, flowers and stuff that I was looking mm. at, I used to have to look at my, like, lab instructor and be like, I am so sorry, honey. Like, this is, this is as close as it's going to get. Stick I don't even figures. know if it's proportional. Like, I, I can't. I can't do it. But... Um, I understand when people are like, oh, like science must be hard because it's a different type of learning. Arts is very much like being able to apply your thoughts. Science is usually there's a right and a wrong answer. <laughs> you have to remember the right answer. And it's all, it depends on how your brain works and what you enjoy most. Like I definitely do like arts. That's why most of my electives are gender studies or psych or anything along those lines. Because it's nice to have a break and be able to look at something differently. But also, like, I could never write that many papers. Yeah. I had to write a paper last year about a mythical hybrid creature for my vertebrates class. It was cool. I loved it. But I hate writing papers. Yeah. I think if we all just can think back to, like, when you were in English class with your friends in, like, eighth grade. Like, in, in, in all those grades, we were all together, we were all doing the same classes, and it was very easy to see, okay, not everybody loves math class, not everybody loves English class, not everybody loves phys ed. Like, it was a lot more easy to tell that everybody had their own strengths. Exactly. But now you're in this melting pot of people that want to do the exact same thing you do, and it feels like, oh my god, I'm the only person that doesn't like running around every morning at 5 a.m. And it's like, well, you're in a running group right now. Exactly. So if you if you leave and go outside, no one else is going to want to do that. It's easy to be in that community and be like, I don't belong. And maybe you don't belong in that community, but there's a lot of other communities right outside that are ready to accept you. And, like, I will always say, like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're in university, if you're in college, if you did not go to either and you're just working – all of these things are so valid and there's a reason why we have all these different types of people. Like, different people need to do different things. Not everyone can be out here doing the same thing because it would just make no sense. It would be redundant. Yeah, you won't catch me doing math or bio. That's you Meg. You won't catch me painting or anything because it stresses me out. And it's that's like, the beauty me, of the world. And that's the beauty of the world. Like, give me a lab manual. Tell me step by step what to do. Yeah, I can't relate. Yeah, like literally, mental health-wise, give me a step-by-step -step thing on how to make my mental health amazing. Okay, here we go. Here's the step-by-step. -step. Follow Grenfell Campus on all social media platforms. Keep on listening to the Grenfell Matters podcast. We have a lovely episode coming up with some very educated people in our school community that are going to provide lots of answers to your burning questions that you might have about 
mental health, about school life, about every single thing that you would like that, well, that applies to the questions at hand. But I'm sure you're going to get lots of answers. And I mean, like, you can, anytime you're just, like, bored and feeling like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm the only university student ever who's suffering, you can just, like, re-listen to this podcast and you can listen to us basically complain you know, about how hard university can be, but also, like, being super relatable because that's what we are, super relatable. Or you can complain about us to your friends. You can, get, I mean, you can find a community where you complain about this podcast. That's fine by us. Listen, as long as you have a community that you feel like you're growing in, I don't really care. As long as you feel loved and supported, go for it. Go and for we it, love sis. you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, you know, you'll hopefully hear we again. answered something for you. I don't know. But hopefully everyone's mental health is going to be lovely going into this new year. I hope we have a great end of the semester. And I hope you listen to the next episode. See you next time. See you next time.